0: back to the ultimate playlist podcast full of choice tracks. I'm Damon. I'm Brandon. I'm Dietrich. And I'm Taj. No, no, I was kidding. Um uh, yeah, so uh this is this is a podcast. If you haven't listened to this before, if you're new to this, uh we go over our favorite tracks um from artists across the board all kinds of music and we start off with side a and then we move over to side b which is a discussion on an album pick that we that i have this time um i'm your host today so uh i will be starting off my theme and um so my theme is uh anti-establishment anti-establishment music is it's kind of ma- the main genre you would find that is like older 80s punk um that's kind of like a lot of music in that genre in that time um did talk about anti-establishment um uh, issues in their songs issues with politics uh, issues with whatever whatever is uh, the man um yeah so there's a lot of a lot of music i could have picked from uh you can take this you know lots of different ways you can uh you can talk about anti-establishment issues and they can be a positive thing or you could talk about anti-establishment issues and it could be a bad thing you could be you know way way to one side or way to the other um but uh a, a band i like um that probably has a few a few different anti-establishment songs, Um, but this is one that um, I like. It's kind of like a Kind of an odd, uh, this is an alternative rock band. Um, but the song has like a, it's a little bit of a, like I like this kind of music, but they, their melodies go up and down. Uh, the instruments and the vocals, they don't always sound on key, but it's perfect and it's supposed to be that way. And a lot of people disagree with that, but, uh, the band is Sonic Youth. And, um, this is a, a song off of, um, one of their albums called, uh, Dirty. And, um the sauna's Youth Against Fascism. Another And so, yeah, this has like this the, this has ups and downs with like the uh, with the instruments, with his vocals. Uh, but it also, I think they kind they try to paint a picture with that sound, with what they're talking about. And things get a little uneasy when you're talking about fascism, uh, especially youths when they're learning about their environment, government, things around them. You're already already hating on your parents, so why not hate on everything else? <laughs> uh which is uh what i what i gather they're coming from so um but uh yeah i like this song i like this band uh, this is 92 so early 90s love the 90s just come out of the, just come out of that 80s uh punk rock you know rebellion and so you get something like sonic youth uh what a gift right so what do you what do you guys uh what's your take on sonic youth and uh, youth against fascism It's a, it's a heavy subject. (laughs) I know. I know. It's
1: kind of tough, right? And I pick. (laughs) <laughs> all right so um i never heard it before uh to be honest so um so this is a, it it was interesting because uh you talk anti-establishment and you know you think more about like um you know the 60s and 70s sometimes or you think about early punk rock um and this was i, I know this was sonic used so i, I want to say this was probably during the the heyday of punk rock but it, it was it, this was like most anti-establishments are more philosophical in nature i feel like sometimes or more um you know they're talking about how you should de- live your life and this was kind of weird because this was you know it's calling out like it is like it's not beating around the bush like it is blatantly calling out stuff but at the same time it's like it's hard because it's Putting music to words that things that should be put down and not be melty, you know, not have a melody to them, I guess, is what's weird. It, I, I don't know. That that's what made it hard for me on on this particular song. But I mean, overall, I, I like the song. I, I know what they were going for. Um, but yeah, it, there's yeah, it, it's just weird to to me. But like, yeah, it's like because this is this isn't a song you can go blaring in your car. <laughs> Down the road, because somebody's gonna mishear like one word of it, and they're gonna be like, "What the hell is that person listening to?" You know, Um, and and so that's yeah so it but it was it's interesting I, I liked it i liked what they were going for but it was yeah it was the, you, you went you went on the deep end right away and i was like oh shit although i think there's one more song in our picks it's way deep way deeper end and you're like oh shit like i get what you're going for but like damn like that that's really anti-establishment but yeah I, I for sure I mean, met the criteria but yeah
2: Um I, I kind of feel exactly or not exactly I kind of feel where you're coming from I saw it from a different light I, I saw it as it was intentional it was supposed to be in your face it was supposed to be uncomfortable and I honestly think you know for Sonic Youth I honestly think like this one kind of put it like a, like put a shade over their career so to speak but it was one that I think you know they probably knew that that was going to happen and they went with it anyway and so that in itself you know is anti-establishment it's like you know that you might become a martyr for the situation but you don't care because you need to get this word out there somebody needs to hear it people need to understand what's going on even if they don't necessarily agree with you you can't say that you didn't say anything about it like a whole lot of people do we tend to keep quiet about certain situations like, so um, if anything I I, you know, congratulate them for throwing it out some of the lyrics <laughs> is kind of in your face of what you were talking about and that's the part that I agree with is like, yeah, if you're gonna be blunt, shit, this is the way to do it. Um outside of that, you know, just as long as they were having fun with it and, and trying to get a message out at the same time, you know, it really can't hurt nobody um, from a situation. It's just a matter of what people take with it. Or excuse me, what it's a matter it only matters what people do with it. That's that's the main thought. So that's where I'm coming from with it. It was a good pick. I figured you were gonna pick something around your time frame, you know, that nineties is your 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 jam. Um but yeah, ultimately I think. You know, this was this was a good way to start off everything. So, nice to meet Emma. Thanks.
3: Yeah, I think with anti-establishment songs, this is an example where you have to pay attention to the lyrics. And I think on first first listen. I think I was more just wrapped up in the sound than I was Mm -hmm. in the lyrics. And as a sound, it's fine. I mean, I, I do, I do like that kind of music. I never really, I, I've never really been into Sonic Youth, but it's not that I, I think they're bad or anything. It's just, it's just one of those, you know, uh, blind spots in my, my taste of music or in my music history. Um, but you know, as far as like, you know, when you listen to the lyrics, um i totally see why this is an anti-establishment song and um you know if you have to make a point this is the way to really do it as long as you're listening you know not just to the the sound so um the song i think i think the song is good um you know it's it's definitely not it's definitely not my my favorite thing that i've listened to but um i do i do like I do like that the song is is in your face and they're unapologetic about it. And I think that that's great. Um, I think you if you do an anti-establishment song, you know, you have to, to stick to your to your beliefs. And, you know, this is a, a pretty powerful song for sure uh, about about that. So, I'm not sure I said much, but it's 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 I, I did enjoy the song.
0: Yeah, it, it ranges from like anti-sexism to uh, anti, you know, in the and the political like the court system and how that can be swayed by that uh to like, you know, racism and uh, at its extreme. Um yeah, it goes all over the place. <laughs> it's everything they hate. And uh yeah, that's the chorus. This is a song I hate. <laughs> (laughs) so it's kind of i mean i love sonic you think they're a great band i love a big fuck you to the asshole uh usually you know some people refer to as the man well who's the man i don't know uh anyway so uh not me (laughs) Uh, eating, eating my emo. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Just yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dietrich, what you got, man? Okay. I already picked on
2: Yeah, it's all good. Um,. This choice kind of came at me with a heavy heart. Um, only because it's something that I've definitely dealt with in one, one form or another, not to the extreme of where this came from, but it, it definitely, um, over my eyes early as to how the world really works as opposed to how I thought it worked. Um, especially listening to elders tell stories of their time, um, finding out had family members going through situations like this and. Ultimately for me, you know, this is one of those kind of spots where it's like, I, I can't, I can't squander this opportunity in order to put this out there. So, and there's some irony in the whole situation within itself. But, um, so I chose a song that was actually based off of a poem. Uh, the poem was written early 1930s, um, and got cultivated into the song around 1937. Uh, it was written from a, uh, Jewish, uh, communist writer, uh, who wanted to become free speech. Speech and and racism and things of that nature. Uh, um, Abel uh, Vermajo. If I mispronounced that, please don't don't hold it against me. Charge it to the brain, not the heart. But um, bottom line is, uh, he wrote a poem uh, about um, racism and specifically a certain part of racism um, back in the South. And the poem wanted to become a song. And the person that wound up singing the song and make it the most popular uh, by the way, was a jazz artist by the name of Billie Holiday. Uh, the name of the song is called Strange Fruit.
3: Strange fruit hanging from the
1: poplar tree.
2: Um, she released it in 1939. And um, if you listen to the lyrics, I mean, it's dead spot on. Um, you got strange fruit coming from the trees. It's black bodies, you know, eyes bulged out, um, tongues stick to the side. And literally, it describes the type of lynchings that were going on in the South during the era, anywhere from after the Civil War up into the early 1930s. And so on, um, how you know black people were depicted and how they were mistreated to the ultimate degree. Um, hangings have been around for a very long time. Um, and it's nothing to joke about, especially around me um for the situation, just because I like I said, I've gone through my own forms of racism, but just hearing it from my family members and different family members that you know I could have possibly met during my time frame had they been around. Um it, it, it kind of saddened me in the situation. So uh, by all to that that are were no charts out at the time, but this was one of the first songs, if not the first song, to be nationally recognized as a band song for anti-establishment. Um, you had certain individuals, especially those over the Drug Enforcement Agency, that um, did not want this song to be played. Um, Billie Holiday was famous for being on stage, setting everything black except for her on stage, all the other lights out in, in the room. Um, all the waiters, she would ask to stop while she's performing. So it would be dead silence. Um, she would perform the song, everything would go black, and then she would disappear. Um, so when the song came back up, there would be no encores of the song. There would be nothing else. And that's how she performed the song, because she literally would run away to make sure that she did not get hurt after singing such song. song. Um, you had certain individuals that did not want her to sing the song. And she continued to do so, uh, so much so to the point where they knew that she was, uh, an addict at one point in time. Um, she, you know, was made a false arrest of her purchasing heroin, put her in jail. Um, when she got out of jail, they revoked her uh, lounge performance licenses so she wasn't able to sing in the lounge shoes anymore. Um, she literally would go on the same for other individuals in Carnegie Hall and, and other places and such, but, you know, the drugs came back around, the addiction was strong, it got a hold of her, um, basically tore her body up, and that's how she ultimately passed it before but um the song itself lived um, on the, the feel behind the song lived on. It's been sampled and redone and sung by Nina Simone, Kanye West, other individuals have taken that song and, and, and taking it to the next level of, of promotion, so to speak. She's won 23 Grammys posthumously. So, it, you know, the flowers are definitely there, but it's after the fact. But just the courage that she had in order to come out and sing it, um, was, was one of those type of situations that you cannot pass up. So what do y'all think about Billie Holiday singing? strange fruit.
3: So, this is a song I know. I'm, I'm very familiar with the song, and and uh, I know a little bit about Billie Holiday. And when it comes to a anti-establishment song, a very powerful song a a, a a very charged song, this is it you know this this is one of one of the 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 biggest ones and and one of the most powerful ones and has not lost its power all these years later um this song is, is is harrowing and it's and 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 it it really it's a very vivid song like when you listen to it you you hear it in her voice you you hear it in the lyrics and um you know you can't walk away from the song without not not feeling something and um yeah i mean it this this is it you know this is this is the song i mean all of our choices are fine but no this is it this is the one um and and it was it was very interesting listening to it because i you know i went through all the songs with with amy and amy had never heard it before and so it was very to, to see her listen to it and to watch her facial expressions and just the the power and and the the, the i don't know just i mean it's it, it really it really hit hit hard for her you know and this this i mean all these years later it still means something you know it's yeah this this is it this is a this is a great choice and a, a powerful very powerful song and I'm, I'm glad that that you you picked this for this episode and and um i think more people need to to listen to it if they haven't it's a uh, yeah I don't know what else to say. It's it's a, it's a strong, powerful song, and yeah. Thank you.
1: So uh, I I never heard it before, it was yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like I shouldn't even be speak, speaking about it, but like this the song is really. I mean, yeah. Um, I guess two things. What one is like this song. This song makes you look like it, it's one thing to talk like especially mine is more philosophical i mean this one is where kind of where the rubber meets the road this one makes you look like you look at this this is what the establishment is is this really what you want like it, and it doesn't it's not sugarcoating it it's not giving reason to it it's just saying is this really what you want and 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 that's what the, the anti-establishment part of it is. It's like, this is really happening. Do you like this? Yes or no type of thing. And and it's not, you know, it's not trying to persuade you. It's just being like, this is, you know, and that's why I say it's kind of like where the rubber meets the road. Because it's, it's using, she's using her platform in an era when there is no social media, when there is no other way to get the word out. She's endangering her life style you know her fame to actually show something that is important that needs to be addressed and and that's where you have to commend that for, for sure and yeah the, the song itself is is just really powerful but yeah and it, it's it's hard to listen to <laughs> i will admit mm-hmm. that it is it's hard to listen to it and you're like and, and you know i think it's helpful like i said to know that like there was no other way to get that message out, um, um, you know. With you know, uh, other than using her her voice at in that era. But yeah, so, yeah. So all right. and we my can hear you script away there, Dietrich. Boy. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> Keep my mom busy. No, I know, I know.
2: Yeah. So, but I,
0: yeah, I love Bill Halliday. I, I, I've found some of her stuff for other episodes. Uh, looking around for songs. Uh, that fit some of the themes that were hard to hard to find something for that you know i was like oh where do i I go with this and i found a couple billy holiday songs and i really like her voice a lot i think the 30s that so this time was around the wizard of oz right isn't that close to it anyway Am I off of that? Because I think it's pretty close I'm, to that. It Movies it might and be. To think about music that. and politics were different. It was almost like we we were America itself was a country that brought people to it for almost like a sanctuary. Uh, it was supposed to be a safe haven for, for everybody. And uh, I think there were a lot of there was a lot of opposition there. And it didn't happen until more I think in the 40s. I think that the 30s were things like lynchings and stuff like that it was, it was horrifying um things that things that happened in this country are, are just you know uh, despicable and mm. it makes you not <laughs> it makes you not want to want to be a part of something right like i, I remember in high school i think i i don't know when this what what i think it was like 10th grade or something like that but i uh, a friend of mine and i we had taken a flag down as a statement so i guess i was i was uh, anti-establishment in high school for sure i was i was the youth of the sonic youth <laughs> and uh it was you know it was just something like to to make a statement because things around us and Things everywhere. It just never never stop, you know. Uh humans, you can't take a moment to to think about what's right and what's wrong. But I yeah, I think I think her her uh, her music, her voice, it, it was heard. People didn't like it, but it happened, and I think it's great. I, I love Billy Holiday for that. I think that's you know, Strange Fruit is a great it's a great melody, but it's a very eerie situation. Um, but it's something that people need. To hear, and of course they didn't like it. A lot of people didn't like this, um, but yeah, that was a time for for things things to be said. And I feel like the '50s and '60s sort of like put a damp around reality. It was sort of a weird time in America, and other things were going on too in the world. But um, yeah, I I love the song. Great pick, and really fits my theme. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. so, All right, so. <laughs> no one else has anything else to say about that. Uh,
2: Bring a little sunshine
0: back in the world. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, um, I was going to go with Taj again, but I feel like I picked on him so much. So, <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, what you got?
3: Yeah. So, uh, the song I picked is Fortunate Son by Creedence Clearwater Revival. Creed You've heard the song. It's been used in countless movies. It's on classic rock stations all the time. There's a reason why that song is still being played today, because it's it's an awesome song. But not only does it not, I mean, not only does it rock, but it has a message as well. Um, the song was written by John Fogerty. Uh, I mean, he was the driving force behind Credence, and the song is a response to Vietnam War. It became an anthem to uh, to the anti-war movement. Um, it, it's, you know, not only that, but the song also is about the class system in America as well. And, and the unfairness of the class system as well. Even Fogarty said that himself. Like, yes, it's an anti-war song, but it's also about how we have a problem with the class system in this country. Um, and I don't think that gets talked about enough but it's definitely mentioned in this song for sure um it's from the fourth studio album came out in november 1969 song is just as relevant as it is today some people listen to the song and they'll they'll sing back to it and i don't think that they know exactly what they're singing to um but you know it is an anti-war song and it will continue to be an anti-war song uh, and it definitely is an anti-establishment song, for sure. But it still also kicks all sorts of butt, because it still rocks at the same time, so... Uh, what do you guys think?
1: It, I I love the song. Um, it, this was on my short list. I almost picked this song. Uh, th- this is one of those songs, though. It's really big. Like, if you're going to do anything with Vietnam, like this is almost the song you always play, right? Uh, but like, it's a great song. I, I'm glad you brought up the the fact the fact that it's like almost a anti-establishment because, like, I mean, what gets me thinking on this is like, you know, you had uh, you had. Elvis that went well I guess Elvis wasn't different but I mean yeah I guess where I was going with it was this this weird concept that like Elvis when he went to the military right like they gave him a cushy position when Ali was drafted you know Ali's like hell no I'm not going right and and you know to all accounts the military said oh yeah we'll, we'll not put him in danger like if he had gone like there's no way Ali wouldn't have been near the front lines like that that's bullshit you know and and i think that's what this song points out like this song very much points out that like you know just because you're famous or a certain color that you know you're in less danger than than the rest and and so but yeah i mean it's, that's that's what makes this really anti-slapish it's not just the the war but it's also the the class system like you said but yeah i i love clearance clear uh ccr a lot so but yeah good take
0: you love him so much, it's hard to get the words out. I get I know. I know. Uh, but <laughs> I, yeah, John Fogarty, great. CCR, fucking awesome. This song. Blow well, my fucking mind. I mean, this is yeah. This is definitely. Wasn't this in Forrest Gump? I'm just. This is not even. Yeah. Okay. That,
1: <laughs> and they, that's I right know that, any any <laughs> war any movie about Vietnam, this song pretty much comes on. More American Graffiti. This song, like yeah. I, this song, has become <laughs> the antithesis of the Vietnam War. But yeah.
0: Yeah. I feel like it. Yeah. I mean, they definitely were in the middle of that that era, and they were they were like. I mean, these are CCR. I mean, they're fucking good guys you know i hope <laughs> you know there's always something but i mean yeah they definitely uh they put out some good music and the message here i mean i definitely can stand behind that i think i would have been you know right with them in that time if i were that of that age uh, or if i was even born i wasn't alive so uh probably a good thing i'm glad i wasn't around for that that stuff but um i'm glad there are. There was music and people that were able to kind of back, you know, back the good guys or back people that didn't want to be a part of the establishment for a good reason. And in this case, the establishment would be like government based entities and, you know, the world. (laughs) How do you how do you hide? How do you avoid it?
2: I don't know. But um, it ain't me. So nice pick like it. Okay, so, yeah. Um I was one of those fools that used to jam out to the song and just like the rhythm of it and didn't know what they were actually talking about until I got older and started listening to the lyrics and understood completely where they were coming from with it. Um I, myself, at one point in time, thought about going to the military. I was eventually talked out of it Um, just for the fact of not from, um, you know, family members that didn't want me to go, but from actual, you know, family and friends that that were actually in the military at the time and told me at, at that point in time, now it's not a good time to go. Uh, of course, you know, that was when things were a little bit hairy and we weren't sure if we were going to go to war or it was after the Gulf War and things of that nature. And they were just saying, yeah, now it's probably not the best time for you. At the time, I didn't understand what they were talking it about then You know, listening to songs like this and and having them break down what the situation was, it was like, oh, okay, yeah, it definitely made sense. Because I for sure would have been like Ali and would have been on the front line somewhere. Somebody's, you know, grub shop, you know, going down, you know, rabbit holes or suicide missions or whatever the case in point may be, you know, just to kind of get me out there. You know, it would be no idea of after school or anything like that unless I made my smart choices. At the time, I was a knucklehead, so there was no way I was going to make smart choices. So I was just been a grunt and done with whatever they wanted me to do. So, you know, I actually look back at that time and like, you know, thank those who were able to talk some sense to me at the time. I still love our military. I still respect them for whatever they're doing or how they're doing for the most part. But I also understand when a power is is involved, you know, they say power corrupts and absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. I believe in that as well. So I, I do believe that there's a thin line to what goes on here. And I think this song pretty much covered it. It's like we should have been over there to begin with. We shouldn't have been involved in that situation we kind of forced ourselves into the situation and it turned into a bigger situation than what it should have been we had troops coming back home that were getting spit on and, and stuff thrown at them versus you know being praised for being able to go over there and protect those and go back home so the whole thing was a sham, and you know there were reasons behind why everything else goes on but it was one of those time frames where it's like either you spoke up or you didn't speak at all and i'm glad that they spoke up especially with this particular song so it still rocks it still holds weight it's still heavy baseline is still there like everything about the song is just it's just in your face america um whether you like it or not this this is what we got as well we got good sides and bad sides we need to be accountable for our own shit and so i love it so yeah, know great bit
0: yeah, good point. I like I like how they really do draw away from uh oh yeah, soldiers are bad. Like it it, it sort of points out capitalism at it's worst and um you know, money talks that sort of thing but uh yeah I think they definitely uh you know they they understand and this in this this uh song the lyrics really do understand that soldiers are people too mm-hmm. trying to do the right thing we have to we have to kind of play the game right I mean it's a it's crazy but um yeah I really like it for that too well said Dietrich yeah Who, who's left <laughs> who's uh, left here uh,
1: uh, 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 nobody nobody's left oh okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> Taj? I think Tyus just got a oh, pick I got I, I, I got pick here all right. So uh, it, I'm not sure. I think I was the second pick in and maybe I hadn't realized it. I, I I'll, I'll, I'll admit I went softball on this one. I, I didn't mean to. I, the thing was, I really liked this song is why I picked it. The other thing was, um, you know, fortunate son was on my mind, but I kind of, I didn't know whether to go super specific with anti-establishment or just general anti-establishment. And the thing was like, you know, in the sixties in the seventies was kind of, it was kind of a, an era of uh, psychedelic philosophy. Like, you know, there was drugs, but you were, you know, philosophically thinking about stuff. Like, there's the actual problem, where the actual rubber meets the road, but then there's thinking about how to prevent future problems, right? And that's why, like, there's movies that came out of that era, like, you know, um, Silent Running, or there's the movie where, like, everybody that turns 25 automatically has to die, and then there's this guy that's the president of the United States, and he doesn't want to die, right? Like, they, they they philosophically played with ideas, right? And so that's kind of what this song was. Um, and so the song that I picked is The Way It Is, um, and it was by uh, Bruce Hornsby and the Rangers.
0: That's just the way it is.
2: Some things will never change.
1: It was on their debut album of The Way It Is came out in uh, 1986 um, and so it's I know it's in the 80s but it's kind of that generation after kind of but anyways it's just talking about it's a song that's like hey that's the way it is but it's purposely says that like that doesn't mean that's how it has to be like you know it's continuing continuing that thing like just because something is that way doesn't mean it needs to stay that way and that's the anti-establishment part of it like it's very much like you know people call out or say you can't can't join this it's like, well, why is that? Like there has to be a reason why it can't just be because that's the way it is, right? And so that's where um that's why I picked this as an anti-establishment part the song because it's very much that like, you know, it I'm not gonna take just because or that's how it is <laughs> as the answer. Like that there has to be a reason else let's break up this. But yeah. So what did you guys think of my softball <laughs> anti-establishment song? <laughs> I wouldn't call it softball. Okay. I wouldn't
2: call it softball at all. I you know, um if, if anything, this was the most poppish out of the out of the four picks, but at the same time it's one of those that um the the, the music is so beautifully played. Like the, the instrumentation is definitely there. The sound, the sonic of it is it's there, it flows. And it's it's it eases you into the thought of this is not right. This is how some people perceive this to be. Some things when you know some people will think that nothing ever changes, especially people's mindsets and how they treat other people. And in this aspect, you know they didn't want to they didn't want to accept that thought process. And that's exactly how it should be. I know Tupac you know took this track and flipped it up and tried to go along the same lines of why are we killing each other? Why are we doing these things? Why are, some things are never change this is the way it is but it doesn't have to be some people have to spark a change some people have to, to you know stop the rat race on the on the wheel on the spinning wheel you know stop the hamster wheel like at some point you know things will change and for the most part you know since that song's come out some things have changed um, some for the better some for the worse but it, it's a matter of people being able to make up their own minds and understand that you do have a choice even when you think you don't and I thought that was beautifully said within the song and yeah, man I wouldn't call it stuff all in all bro that was, that was actually a great pick. Oh.
3: Thank you. I never realized this song could be considered anti-establishment like I definitely heard this song I don't know countless times growing up um, I mean that's the song was always on the radio um, and it wasn't until you picked it, I started listening to it and I think I never wondered like that's just the way it is like what and then I listened to the lyrics because again like I said sometimes i just get carried away by the melody and so i listen to the lyrics and i can see yeah i mean yeah for sure you know it's not it's not like in your face like a bunch of other uh songs but um but yeah i I think i think it fits the the category i think it fits the theme and i do enjoy the song you know it's 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 nice and and uh yeah i don't know it's fine it's fine it's good (laughs) what do you think damon
0: I remember the song growing up a lot. It was always on the radio. Um... This is a song that I didn't realize, I guess, like when I was younger, what they were talking about. Um, but like, it, you know, it, it did it did kind of hit home with, uh, you know, like, I guess, like social classes and stuff like that. And that's, you know, I grew up kind of poor, I guess. So, you know, that, that kind of fit the description of like how it feels. <laughs> I think I, I, I could relate to that a little bit um, and not necessarily like poverty, but, you know, just not, you know, just didn't have a lot of money. You know, single, My mom was a single mom uh, working, you know, hard at a decent job, but like four kids. And so, yeah. And then, you know, you get, you get thrown into these classes or these like groups and because of the country we live in or the world we we live in. Um, yeah, you're, you're, you're sort of forced to, uh, you know, you have to like pick pick a way to be, pick a way to live. Um, you have to humble yourself a lot. And it's just you know, that, that really that really hit home with me for sure. So yeah, I love the song, I love the sound. It's almost like a positive sound for a very disturbing issue. <laughs> 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 Which is funny, but uh I can respect them for that for sure. Um I don't know a lot of their music. Like I don't you know, i I would never think to go get one of their uh albums, but I mean now I'm kind of intrigued, you know? So yeah, good pick. I think it's a good pick for you. I think that the style of music really fits your style. Um, and, uh, yeah, the message is there. I like it.
3: Oh, one more thing I want to add. It's not the Rangers. It's the range.
1: Oh, is it the range? Oh, thanks. That was yeah. about the, about to oh, say that too. sorry. not yeah. the range, the Rangers. but uh, should be. The hey, you know, I was thinking, you know, Chip and Dale <laughs> rescue Rangers. You know, wow.
3: <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> everyone's cool. Let's go ahead and flip the record to side B. And side B is where we are going to discuss the choice album. That was selected by our host, Damon. Damon, what album did you select for the group to listen to?
0: Okay, yeah, so... um <laughs> I, I i guess i kind of stuck to the theme a little bit with anti-establishment but it, this is a this is a band that i really love a lot i've seen cover bands uh do really good uh i guess song song lists for this and um yeah so the smiths the smiths are a great band and this is gen- generally 80s music <laughs> when you think of the smiths um but uh They've morphed into something else and branched off and Morrissey, the vocalist, uh, went on solo, a solo, uh, um, I guess, career. So but uh, they're they're anti a lot of stuff. (laughs) And but they sing it well. And uh, they're from the UK. So it's, you know, that's I guess it's kind of like kind of interesting to see that happening outside of the u.s but um it does you know it's probably different but the same um the world's the world's a fucked up place you know and i guess like we need music to keep us going we need music to inspire us um to feel good right (laughs) So, uh, the, the album pick is hateful of hollow and there's, there's a few hits on this album that I think that everybody's heard. Uh, that's, that's part of the draw for me. I I love pop music. I love, you know, I love all kinds of music, but, um, yeah. Hateful hollow. Definitely. It, it definitely hits it on the mark. And yeah. So I think one of their, um, one of their, one of their songs or albums, uh, meet, meet is murder, <laughs> meet is murder. So it's like, yeah, I don't know if that's like, I don't know if that's necessarily, that's, that's sort of like, um, an extremist way of seeing things, but I can see how big industry, um, and politics play a part in. Uh, the Smiths lyrics, their music, and there's some fun stuff in there too. Uh, lots of different stories, lots of different things that I couldn't really relate to, but I like the music nonetheless. Um, yeah. So how soon is now was my pick. If, that's what, if, that, if that was any of your all's pick uh, but that's 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 a song that I've heard a lot on uh, TV shows heard in movies um, I really like I really like the riff in that I really like the uh, the lyrics you know the sound um, I think it's probably on more than one album but uh, yeah so I, I mean I can go on and on about the Smiths but I want to hear what you all think what did you think of this album um, they've got multiple albums. Uh, whether I picked the right one or not <laughs> I don't know. So but uh yeah, so this is um this is from nineteen eighty four, so
3: uh, what do you all think? So I have to really be in a mood to listen to the Smiths. <laughs> okay. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, I get
3: you. I, I, get you. I, ne- I never grew up listening to them. It just wasn't the kind of music that I gravitated towards. I'm still not right. sure if this is music that I gravitate towards. Um, but there are songs by the Smiths that I do like. But I would probably say the ones I usually like are the ones that I've heard or the ones that have been used in movies very well um some of the songs from the smiths that i like were used in 500 days of summer and those are probably my favorite ones by the smiths um i do feel that sometimes like when i was listening to this album overall i enjoyed it um again like i said it's just it's not necessarily something that i i want to listen to on a a regular basis but normally when i when i was well when i was listening to the album i had a hard time going like wait did one song already in and and another one just started because some of the songs i feel like blend together and i think it's mainly his voice like, I feel like his voice kind of makes it or breaks it for me. Um, and I'm not necessarily a big fan of his voice. Like, it's distinctive and it's unique, but I don't know if I'm a fan of the voice. And I think that's what throws me off. And I swear some of the, some of the lyrics, I feel like he just looked around the room and started singing about, about how depressed he is by something that he saw. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah, you could probably say that. I I think you're probably right there
0: in in some way. I mean, I'm sure that Morrissey was probably pretty... pretty anti anti-everything
3: <laughs> yeah yeah and you know and, and i know he's got diehard fans i mean people love Morrissey; yeah, they yeah, love yeah. them i again it's just it's not for me necessarily but that's not saying that i don't actually like some s- songs by the smiths and I, there are songs by them that i genuinely like i think yeah. just as a whole i couldn't sit through you know another 50 minutes of this you know in one block of time um i i have to break up songs by the smiths because it there's t- his voice just is kind of depressing so um and some of the lyrics are very depressing yeah. too so
0: they are they are depressing but yeah. at the same time it's like we need this a little bit
3: <laughs> yeah
0: Everybody needs a little bit of Morrissey in their life. Um, you, need, you need that truth out there. You need some sort of, like, a reality check. But then you need to go to something else. Yeah. So a little bit
3: of this and then
0: something else.
3: But I know. Like, I, I would need to put on, like, the most poppy song ever <laughs> after listening to this. Like, something with, like, sh- like, sh- like sugar syrup and lollipops w- would have to be the kind of pop song I need to put on to uh, to really rinse out the Morrissey and the smoke. So, But again, it's not bad music. Yeah. You just really have to be in the mood. I, at least for me, I have to be in the mood. Um, now, my song that I picked is actually one I really do like, and I do like to revisit to the, this song. And the one I picked is Heaven Knows I'm Miserable Now. I was happy in the haze of a drunken
2: hour But heaven knows I'm miserable now
3: um, that that is my that is my choice track it. from this yeah. album. So I think I think that's that's a good song and that's an example of the Smiths where like in in micro doses I can really like the Smiths and I can listen to that song.
0: Yeah, and I really yeah I I agree. I, I, it's a great song for you. I think it's a great pick for you. Um, I also think that yeah, it's it's hilarious in a way. It's also yeah, it's depressing, but it's also funny. Um, they take this like. They think the stance on everything that just it makes you, you just want to crack up. But uh yeah. how soon is now is or it's sort of a kind of like a serious song, but it's also got a, just a really good vibe, a really good riff. That can be one of those songs where you don't listen to the lyrics and you just really like it for the music. Uh Some of the other stuff, you're forced to listen to the lyrics. I'm Tell a lyric tr- guy.
1: So Tell the truth, Damon. You're just thinking about three hot witches when you hear that song.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was a Charmed fan a little bit. My wife See, is a big fan of that show, so yeah, uh-huh.
1: yeah. It has nothing <laughs> anyway, to do
0: with the Smiths. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, medicine. I didn't really I uh, about... know who the Smiths were until Charmed. No. Oh, well, no, that's I'm just kidding. Excuse. I'm kidding. Oh but, okay. Okay. Good yeah. reference So
1: like <laughs> you like that. Yeah. Um yeah, so I'm I'm kind of in the same boat with Brandon. Like this was it, you know, you gave me shit for Frying Rabbit. Like his voice is like it, and I, I like it, it's different. Like the thing is not that exactly the yeah okay it's not even it's not even necessarily his voice he uses the same melodic singing for all the songs like there's not variety there there on it, it seems like i this the music the instruments have different melodies but i feel like his breathing style it seems like his breathing style via the songs are, are very similar but um you know i did give it a couple of listens i did get a little bit more into it the more i listened to it it. i never really listened to the smiths i knew about them but you know it wasn't like a a, a band that i tried um but yeah you know it, i can i can see the appeal um i you know even now i don't know exactly what song i'll pick but i, I think i'll probably go with what difference does it make so what difference does it make? That's that's the song I'll pick, but yeah, uh, it's it was it was different for sure. So, <laughs> but I'm not sure that that's fooling me. So, <laughs> but, I'll, have I'll you know. heard a lot of
0: S- the Smiths before? Have you heard like
1: Morrissey or no? Can't say. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's, yeah, there's a huge following. That, like, what? It's it's generally people that love 80s dance music. <laughs> okay. It's not like even for the lyrics, but it's like I'm sure it is. But like a lot of fans of morrissey a lot of fans of the smiths are like really into 80s dance you're gonna hear a lot of this in clubs um they'll have like specific smiths night stuff like that cover bands um yeah they just they have a following it's uh generally people that like sad shit (laughs) but then they can dance to it they get fucking drunk and whatever so there you go okay
1: yeah, but that's, I mean
0: that—that okay, that crowd,
1: you know. I, I guess that's what doesn't make sense because you're saying it's sad stuff. Well, I guess it's sad stuff you can dance to. I mean, because yeah. like if you want yeah, sad exactly. stuff, why don't you just <laughs> listen to Joe Baez? Like, I—I I don't. That's. <laughs> I mean, they
0: might—they might be doing that too, but um, yeah, there's like they do have their instrumental part of this band is is phenomenal. I think they're great, yeah, and that's what creates this like the following that doesn't fit what you would think. So, gotcha.
1: Okay,
2: this is the type of shit that you hear at Er's birthday party. Yeah, you
0: want to go to yours birthday party? Well, Taj could probably help you out
2: there. I mean, chad' pretty much wrapped it up with the with the oxy the sad dance music. Like that's that literally should be a genre because that they would be top tier in that shit, and it works because mainly because it's their style. Like you know, you can compare them to a couple of folks, but for the most part, they hold their own, and that's what I do respect about the Um I've heard them before, heard a bunch of songs. Um, well, I was. Wonder was definitely one of those songs that stuck out in my head um, as a kid. Well, not as a kid, but as a as a young adult growing up and listening to it. This particular album, I didn't listen too much to during the time um, when you brought it up. I did give it a couple of listens. I did go all solid way through. Um, my pick literally came down to just the melodic style of this particular song. Um, I just couldn't get past it. So this night has opened my eyes. The one that literally stuck out and was like, like in my head, and I was like, okay. Just the way that it flows, you know, I love melodic sounds and I love when somebody's like kinda like jazzing their way through it and that's totally hit the nail on the head. And that was the one that I kinda kinda lean towards out of everything. So um outside of that though, like I could definitely listen to the album. Like it is a mood setter and or you have to be in that mood in order to go through it. Um but it has this bright part. So it's not like they're just all doom and gloom by any means. Uh, it's just a matter of, you know, what you take out of it. So if you definitely listen to the lyrics, yeah, you're going to be a little bit on the downside if you listen to the music itself sonically. shit They're right there, anybody can dance to anything, you know what I'm saying, that they pull out. So, I, I have no qualms with this particular band, I have no qualms with the album itself. I think it was a great pick for us to listen to, and it did follow along the lines of the anti establishment as far as the tone being set. Um as far as the, the lyrics and everything else, it kind of went a little left. But it does nothing ever has to match up whenever we're choosing the album. Like our album yeah, what we like. Yeah. Yeah.
0: This isn't to match my theme specifically. Right. Or exactly. But good pick. Um yeah, this is a the, the music that comes out of the Smiths are I, I would say the music is it's it's definitely for people that like music. They want to dance they want to have fun with it they probably a lot of fans don't necessarily follow them for the lyrics so right. but i mean like i said like as a band as it like in- instrumental sound it's it's great but there's also then they have the other side where it you know there's their lyrics have a lot of meaning so um that's why they, that's why they have such a following they have such a broad spectrum of fans they like them for different reasons and the cover bands Couple that I've heard are just almost better than them, <laughs> and they're not as
1: crazy as Morrissey. So, so rain boots make me sad. <laughs> so Damon, which do you prefer? Do you prefer the Smiths version of uh, "How Soon It Is Now," or do you prefer the version that was recovered by a female vocalist for Charmed?
0: <laughs> I prefer the, the Smiths. For oh, sure. I'm just yeah. checking. Yeah. Which charm are you referring to? The '90s or the yeah. current one?
2: No, it's the '90s. Yeah, we don't even count the current one. What are you <laughs> talking about?
0: Hey, they, they you know, they're people too. <laughs>
2: Um, they're yeah. collecting a check about this point. That's all they're doing. <laughs> right. It's yeah. not the original story.
1: It's yeah, copycat spa humbug. Wait, anyway, but I, th- I thought one of the sisters, one of the original sisters, was in it though. No care. Uh, care, Yeah, uh, no, I thought like she's the aunt that runs the house. All right, don't care. You don't care. I mean, I think no. I think
0: you might be right. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of there at Dietrich, it's like yeah. Anyway, it, it,
1: guys, we're here. You know, we're talking about charm. <laughs> you know?
3: fuck this isn't
0: term, me. This is a charm fucking All right. All
1: right. podcast. God <laughs> <Guys>. damn it. <laughs>
3: I, I really think we need to stop playing this record. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right.
0: So I'm I'm uh, I'm glad that I, I was able to uh, bring up this mess and go over some of their music. I'm not a super fan, but I do appreciate what they put out there. Some of it's good, some of it's bad. But right. there you go. All right.
3: Well, I think All that's. You need
1: a, is love.
3: I think it's a good segue <laughs> before. <laughs> Before we go, uh-huh. um, speaking about good or bad, Taj, yes. you you are giving us homework for next week's episode. Am I right?
1: Yes. Yeah. I, I'm giving you guys homework. Um, you know, I, I'd like you guys to come over for, for breakfast. It's Katy Perry. <laughs> no. I, I want you to come over and have breakfast in America with me.
0: <laughs> Katy Perry. That's the, that's the feel good.
1: <laughs> that, that's the feel good. <laughs> <laughs> now it, this band this band is pretty feel good so um i'm actually going to do super tramps breakfast in america so um and it came out in 1979 so yep 1979 so but yeah th- that's our, our next pick so hopefully you all like it and super tramp is one word in case you try and put a space in there it's not one word. so not two words
3: so. All right. Okay. So that, that's what we need to listen to for next week's episode is Breakfast right. in America by Super Champ from right. 1979. Yeah. All right. So before we go, Taj, yes. why don't you go ahead and say what you need to say. Just get it off your chest.
1: <laughs> well, this has been <laughs> Choice Tracks. You can find us uh, on our website at ChoiceTracks.com, uh And with a Z, or you can email us at choicetracks at gmail.com Again, and with a Z, we have matching playlists on on both spotify and pandora so please subscribe and listen to all past and future nice. episodes folks let's go ahead and sign out i've been taj
3: i'm brandon and
1: fuck the man no <laughs> i'm damon
3: okay
2: yeah <laughs> Fight the weed.
3: yeah <laughs> and uh
2: we're gonna pick up the needle but you gotta be spinning those choice tracks